All right. Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And it is that time of year, Craig, where Michigan is kind of almost at its best, the state of Michigan. I prefer the fall, but summertime is great. Everybody's in a better mood. The weather is nice. Well, for the most part, there has been a lot of rain. But most importantly, it's vacation season. I have some coming up here at the end of the week, so I am in a good mood. How about yourself? Um, Got one coming up at the end of the week, or actually end of the month. I'm sorry. Um, But the thing is, is I'm going to be kind of up north somewhat in northern Michigan, and, man, no Wi-Fi. Zero. I mean, what do you do? It's like, you know, you're almost like lost. I know. I don't, I, man, I'm trying to think of the last time that maybe I didn't have Wi-Fi. Um, it's crazy. I don't get it, man. It's like, come on. You gotta have something. Yeah. You need to get one of those mobile hotspots. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. You do. You gotta get, like my parents have one of those, but, um, yeah, you gotta get a mobile hotspot, but, um, well, you know, sometimes they do have Wi-Fi, but it's so weak up there because some of the satellites just don't reach up there. So it's really difficult to get connected. So a little bit difficult, man. You can't even listen to music. So a lot of people are on the Spotify. So that's like connected to the satellite. So you can't even listen to me unless you download to your phone. Yeah. And who does that anymore? Yeah, yeah I know. So just craziness, <laughs> chaos. I mean, and then who, who even thinks about having CDs or has an actual normal radio that runs off of AM FM? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 2017. That stuff doesn't happen anymore. Well, that's what's weird is, you know, when you are without Wi-Fi, you're just kind of lost in a deep (laughs) cavern, and you just don't know how to get out. Yeah, no. You got to live back in the old days, right? Yeah, well, I've um, there's going to be a little bit of that while we're gone. It's going to be an afternoon thing because we'll be on a boat. But, yeah, it's... uh, it's weird. I mean, I haven't been without Wi-Fi. Um, I know it sounds weird. I don't know if they've changed this since then because it was so long ago. But we were on a cruise, and I think maybe you had to pay extra for it or whatever. But when you're on a cruise, you don't care. You're doing whatever you want. But, no, you go, hey, you know what? I'm going to take off for about an hour. And everybody's like, where'd you go? You went to the coffee shop because they have a Wi-Fi in town or something. Yeah. I, might, I might just do that. You know what I'm thinking? Maybe just go to the coffee shop or something like that, like a Starbucks in town. And then we just do the Blue Brothers sports cast from there. Oh, yeah. If you got. um, Percolating percolating coffee machines going on in the background. I mean, could get that going. Yeah. Well, if you got Starbucks, you should be able to get get a good hookup for that. Yeah. So. But. I don't know what time they say open. You know, maybe I'll just run into some Michigan fan getting coffee, and maybe they want to chime in. You never know. Oh, yeah. There's going to be Michigan fans everywhere. I'll be up at Ludington, actually, myself. Uh, Yeah, on the other side of Michigan, on the west. Yeah, the west side. I'll be on the east side. How about that? Yeah. Well, that's – I'll be up there this weekend. So you're the following weekend or – yeah. I think the twenty second. Nice. So, but um, you got the sand dunes, don't you? You Get that going on up there. 
Yeah. Dunes and Ludington. Yeah. So, pretty cool place. Yeah, it's one of our favorite places in the state. So we'll be hanging out there for not quite a week. Yeah. So. Well, you know, that's a good, beautiful area, that west side. You know, I, just, I was just in Saugatuck on Saturday, I mean Sunday, and, you know, that's really that the whole strip area along that um, the lake is amazing, beautiful, and really cool. Yeah, lots to do. Yeah, that's the thing I was saying. It's the time where Michigan looks almost its best. Fall, fall is the best, but summertime right now, especially if it's not raining, isn't too bad. So hopefully, our listeners are out there and able to enjoy it. And I know that we have listeners all across the country. So hopefully you have some nice areas. I do know that we have uh, those unfortunate souls that live in the state of Ohio. So uh, yeah, God bless your heart. Try to speed through there. Yeah, and um, maybe you guys can make a trip to Michigan sometime just to get a little fresh air. So, but yeah, uh, yeah we've got some stuff to talk about today. Uh, different yep. things with uh, Michigan football, and then of course college football kind of uh interesting topics and we will go ahead and jump right into that conversation here coming up so it is the time of the year, too, where we get the, I guess, would you call it early predictions or the watch list for the trophies for yeah. college football? Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, just you know what they do is they give awards out. They, they do a watch list of these awards that, you know, that everyone wins by you know, the end of the year. And, for instance, you get your Maxwell Award Player of the Year and obviously – Last year, Lamar Jackson from Louisville won it, you know, deservingly so because he was outstanding all year. And Baker Mayfield was on there. Jabril Peppers was one of them. So, but you know, they get these awards. You know, the you know Bolitnikov, and you know they got all these you know Ray Guy Award and all the you know for the best punter and just all kinds of awards that they send out to players that they think or they give their opinion on what they think will be, have the biggest impact for Michigan or any other school. So, and some Michigan players are on there, which is pretty darn cool and pretty awesome because you never, you know, you never know. And I think it's pretty cool for Michigan to actually have really, if you think about it, there's maybe a couple that I understand, you know, or maybe one I can understand, but the couple are kind of like, wow. You know, they must be either doing really well or, you know, maybe they know something that we don't. Yeah, there there are four Michigan players on the watch list for three trophies. So do you have uh, all of those in front of you? Did you want to share it or do you want me to share them? Yeah, you can share them. That's okay. And I can just respond. So, yeah. So we've got um, the Maxwell Award, uh, which is to the top college football player the nation's top college football player, um, which I don't, I've never really quite understood how that compares to the Heisman. Do you know how that compares to the Heisman? No, it just, it kind of just, it, you know what it is? It's, it's, it, well, Lamar Jackson quarterback for Louisville won it, but you know, and he also won the Heisman, but 
you know, Baker Mayfield was on there too. And I don't think it really goes by. Huh. It's that's a tough one because yeah. you, could, you could be the best player of the, you could be the player of the year and not win. you can win the Maxwell award and not win the Heisman. It's almost like a, I call it the Heisman is like winning the championship trophy award. And Maxwell is like, you win the, a bowl, second. yeah, a bowl game or something. <laughs> you win the second bowl game, you know, and and that's kind of the way it goes, you know. It's like saying, you know, you win the consolation prize, Maxwell, and they've done that before. They've done it where the, you know, you win the Heisman, but yet you don't win the Maxwell Award, which is a little strange. But yeah, I can see where you get a little bit. Yeah, but it is, uh, it is definitely a, a prestigious award and uh and sorry kid but they do sometimes go hand in hand like lamar jackson but um but yeah yeah and so the player for uh the michigan player that is on that list is uh wilton spate and then uh the second award that uh some michigan players are on the list for is the bednarik award annually given to the best defensive player yep and so that on that list, you can find obviously Rashawn Gary, uh, which I don't think. I mean, that, that's the one person that I think everyone's pointing to that should be on watch lists for awards and everything. Uh, but then also Mo Hurst is on that list as well. Yep. And then we have the fourth, which is the John Mackey Award. Yep. Uh, Tyrone Wheatley. Yep. Junior yeah, for Tyrone Wheatley, and I'm trying to. Best tight end. Yeah, or, there we go. I just wanted to confirm because well, yeah, Mackey Award best tight end and Jake Butt won it last year. So, um, which is does we thought deserved it because you know he was so outstanding here. At, um, but it, you know, part of that group, obviously, big names is OJ Howard from Alabama and Leggett from Clemson. Yeah, could you imagine if Michigan players won it back to back? How huge that would be of a draw for tight ends to come to Michigan. I know it would. That'd be very, very cool. So, but uh, yeah, we're trying to get those right now. But um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I um. Oh man, what oh, was, man, what was? There was. Oh, something that somebody posted about some of these awards and everything, and now I can't remember. But um, but yeah, so those are the three different awards, four different players on those lists. Oh, yes, this is what it was. This is what it was. Now I remembered. Um, somebody mentioned, and I can't remember who to give credit to, but brought up the interesting discussion on how Wilton Spate is on the list for the Maxwell Award, and yet Michigan fans don't either don't believe he's going to start or don't want him to start because they don't believe he is the best quarterback on the team. Wow. You just... You you were going down the road the road path I was thought, I was thinking exactly what you brought up. This is a huge discussion or a huge question or statement you just made, and there it is. Is my the only issue I have is I don't know where this quarterback thing's going. I don't, and that's the issue. And I think that a lot of Michigan fans are having a tough time knowing. It, it, this is really one of the things that I'm just struggling with, Caleb. I'm look. I don't look. I think Wilton Spate's a good, a great, a good quarterback. I do. I think he's great. I think he had moments. I think he had moments where he he didn't do well. 
But the, I mean, you, you, what you're doing is you're you're putting them in the Maxwell Award. I mean, one of the prestigious awards in the country over some big name players, and and you now have him on the watch list. And we don't even uh, some of the Michigan fans, a lot of Michigan fans, don't even expect him to start or even finish the year out because of Peters. I mean, that is. I don't think I've ever seen that before in my life. Have you? Uh, I don't know. I haven't watched it that closely, so I'm I'm not sure. Maybe another school has kind of gone through it. But, yeah, that's pretty amazing. I mean, it's a great place to be in, and people are saying that we're kind of spoiled by it. But kind of at the same time, it's like, yeah, we're a little spoiled by it, but everybody knows that Spate can improve. Um but the team as a whole could improve. I mean, he some of his struggles last year weren't his own doing. Some of them were the because of the offensive line. But uh, so I mean, it's I wouldn't feel like it's having uh, Tom Brady out there with Aaron Rodgers backing him up, you know. <laughs> but but they are good. They're both good. Right. So I at my stance uh, on it right now is I'm comfortable with either of them starting against Florida in September, but. Uh, it is very interesting to see that he's on that list. Uh, I mean, I mean, he's done you good. Shocked. You were shocked when you saw that, weren't you? I, I was I, kind of surprised, yeah. I was. I was very surprised. And, you know, and some people say, yeah, I wasn't. Okay, that's fine. But I was surprised. I was. Because of the very fact is I have my own opinions on Spate and how he plays. And it, like I said, I don't know how he's going to play this year. It is Every year it's kind of like a toss-up. But. To me, I you know I've said before that I think at times, just based on the game, the spring game I saw, was his ceiling uh, might be higher. I hope he proves me wrong. That's the thing. I really do. I really hope I'm you know one of those guys where man, he really is so much better than he was last year. But I'm still on, until I see it, I won't know it because I think his ceiling has reached where he could go his potential, but. Just, I was just kind of thrown back by seeing him as part of the Maxwell Award, but yet some people weren't. And, you know, to me, I was. Yeah. I will see the thing. The thing that surprises me about it is not so much from his personal performance or personal abilities. Because yeah. um, I do think that he kind of proven, if he doesn't prove, he absolutely is uh, worthy of having in that conversation. But the thing that makes me hesitate on saying, hey, put him on the list, is just that everyone's kind of anticipating that Michigan is going to have a step back this year because of losing so much talent. And I don't, I don't, I personally don't like labeling it as a step back, but I do think and believe that is obviously going to be more difficult to get great production because how many receivers we lost and the tight end we lost and everything yep. like that. So it's not so much that we're not going to have skilled players and they're not going to be talented and good at what they do. It's just going to be a learning curve. Essentially, you know, we're going to have a lot well, yeah. of freshmen and sophomores out there. Oh, and that's a great point. I, you know, it's like, I know exactly what you're saying. You know, is it more of, you know, is it his fault? No. Or will it be your type? You're you're taking a part of the Michigan offense and you're, you're losing um, a key component to what made Wilton Spate, do as well as he did last year. He's taken away some of his weapons. Now, I don't know what kind of rapport he's going to do with these receivers at all. I mean, I just know what was in the spring game, and it just looked like, you know, 
he was more of a check down quarterback than he was throwing the long ball. So I just don't know what's going to build. I know we have a ton of talent, you know, it's going to take a a couple of years because of raw, but like you said, losing that many players and then you got them in the Maxwell war means he's going to be throwing most of the time. I just don't, this is my problem is I just think Michigan's going to probably run more with Chris Evans and you have Wilton Spate at the Maxwell Award, you know, on the watch list and just makes me just question it and say, hey, you know what? I hope I'm proven wrong, but I just don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who knows? We'll, we'll watch and we will see and everything will be starting out with that game versus Florida on the second. Yeah. That's and- where you see it, man. And, you know, uh, you know, what are your what are your. Like for instance, you know, let's let's move on. Let's talk about uh, obviously. Let's talk about the two in Rashawn Gary Mohurst. What are your reactions on that? I mean, um, that's about about a given on one of them. Yeah, uh, Rashawn Gary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mohurst, yeah, non-Michigan people are really high on him. Michigan people are really high on him, and I mean, I don't think there's any reason why anyone should not believe that he's going to make a great impact so um i don't feel like any of it's overhype nope i think mo hurst is good too um i mean talking about guys tons of tons of talent return he could actually went into the nfl draft decided to stay and i mean we're talking about probably the two best defensive linemen it might they might be in the country coming in so yeah, yeah, and um, and then you have the Tyrone Wheatley, which he's lost some weight, and they think that he's going to fit in better. And he is, I mean, unless somebody else steps up, which I have not heard anything, I've only heard Tyrone Wheatley talk, uh, he's going to be the go-to tight end. And so he's got big shoes to fill and could totally capitalize in Harbaugh's offense. Well, you're right, and he's actually really good blocker too, which is great, and that's what we need at Michigan. But um, you know, obviously, he's going to be uh, competing with Bunting, and it may, you know, obviously, the redshirt freshman McKeon. But um, Tyrone Wheatley might be the most surprised player that I think Michigan fans might not know, you know, as the watch list for us. You know, for me, I, he was part of my, you know, and I haven't given my list out, but. Uh, is part of uh, some of the top players you might want to look at this year in Tyrone Wheatley is that one of them that a lot of people might be sleeping on. But, um, uh, yeah, he's slimming down. He actually wants to take another 10 pounds off before Florida game. But, uh, yeah, I'd look to him to make some big strides. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. It's nice to see, especially with the situation that we've seen with – the need at tight end. So but I was surprised that he was on the list. I mean, based on the fact that he hasn't even started and he only had what he only had what one touchdown. He only had two passes thrown to him for 27 yards, but uh, he had one touchdown. And I think in that win over Illinois, uh, but uh, that was it. But that might show you that maybe these people are at the practices. They're seeing what's going on with Tyrone Wheatley and, and junior and what's he's doing and what, kind of things that's happening down with us and and maybe they just know something we don't know but uh it's good to see him on the list though yeah yeah uh have no idea honestly i don't really know the field of tight ends in college 
So maybe there's not a whole lot going on this year. So we'll kind of yeah. see in, uh, how it goes. But uh, kind of in a little bit of a transition then to the next topic, I know that we were just talking about the opening game and everything um, when Michigan goes to play Florida because there's – first of all, there's always anticipation every year, but it seems like this year is kind of more of a, a highlighted event because there are so many questions – on how things are going to be going with the team. But I just found out this week there's some disappointing news, and uh, I've, I've had to come to grips with it. Uh, you know, you, you love people and bless their heart, but uh, one of my best friends decided to schedule his wedding on the opening weekend for college football for Labor Day weekend. <laughs> Jeez, man. And I'm like, bro, dude, one <laughs> week earlier. One week earlier. Come on. Yeah. That's when you talk to the bride. Look, what are you doing? No. Yeah. Well, it's, and then and then the tough thing to say, this isn't about you. Yeah. Weddings aren't about you. It's about the people who come to the weddings. Come on. No, no, Michigan football and then everything else revolves around that. Yeah. Ugh. Well, to be honest. This, I feel like I have a small, <laughs> this is going to sound so bad. I feel like I have a small list of friends that I'm that close with that I anticipate that will be in their weddings. And after this one, there's only two people that I could think of that could possibly want me in their weddings. So <laughs> the future looks bright. But yeah, yeah I, uh, but then the thing that uh, sucks too about it is, I, and si- a little side note is we talked about doing some stuff. Uh, for the kickoff of the season with Prashan on recording and doing some stuff and maybe with this TV stuff on that Friday. Um, So now I don't know how that's going to affect things because eventually that day I have to be driving out there for the rehearsal dinner and things like that. So I don't know. Anyways. So talking about the schedule, talking about Michigan's 2017 season, moving into the next conversation is about the games for 2017 and uh, Reddit college football. Seems like we get a lot of conversations that we can get from them recently. Um, Put out a top 30 FBS games for 2017 season. And it's a very interesting list. And I am very confused on this list. Yeah. Um, me too. I've tweeted it out and I'll try to tweet it out again. Um, especially maybe when this podcast gets posted, but it, um, I'll go through the list of the big 10, uh, the games that the big 10 are in, mm-hmm. but, uh, maybe we'll discuss some of the other ones too, but it's just, is very strange to see some of the matchups they have. Some of them are, make complete sense, but, I'll read kind of the definition here. Uh, scores relative to other games in a particular week, and it includes a combination of preseason ranking, number of users on college football. So I don't know, are they saying people voted for this or just how big their fan base is? But then they have um, a rivalry game that holds a little bit more weight. And a score of one is an average FBS game in a given week. Anyways, so 
the Big Ten tops off the list with the Week Nine matchup of Penn State Ohio State, which I can I can I understand just, that somewhat because of Penn State upsetting them last year. So, right. Um, but I'll I'll list the games here real quick, and then we'll pick which ones to kind of discuss. So that's Big Ten game. The next one uh, for the down the list. That's that score had a twenty nine point eight seven score. Next Big Ten game is one of the weirdest ones where it comes in at 16.77 points. It's Illinois versus Ohio State. However that comes into anything, we'll get back to that. Uh, Next Big Ten game is uh, an obvious one where it's week 13 and the score is 13.78, and that's Ohio State-Michigan. Next one directly after that is actually Pitt versus Penn State in week two. And further down is Penn State versus Michigan State. Then you have Michigan State versus Michigan. And the last Big Ten one on the list is Iowa versus Wisconsin. Right. Well, you know, and this list is basically to not get anybody confused, what it is is a list of the conference games and not. Out of conference. Oh no, there's out of conference because it's Penn State really? Pitt. Oh, well, then that's weird because you know then we should really have, you know, some of the some games that you know, for instance, Notre Dame and Georgia. That's a pretty big game. Yeah, they got Notre Dame uh, USC. Right. And then, uh, they have Alabama FSU, which I think is one of the biggest games of the year. It's week one, but it comes in right. in the twenty ninth spot. Which I think right. that's weird, right? And and the thing is, is why not Utah and doesn't Utah play USC? Uh, I'm not this sure. Year? Maybe I think they do, and that's a that's a big game. That yeah. really is a big game. I mean, so yeah. So some of these games make sense on being on the list. Some of their locations on the list is weird, but then there are some that just really baffle you. Like I will go back to, and we will discuss this. Week 12, Illinois versus Ohio State. How in the world is that a top 10 game to watch? That is not a rivalry game, and there is no weight to that whatsoever. I mean, that's an East versus West game, isn't it, I think? Yeah. So it's not fighting for division ranking. Illinois has not been that good. Where is this coming? Is that the only game for – no, there's another – there are two other Week 12 games, and you have UCLA versus USC that week, and you have Cal versus Stanford, which those two games way outweigh Illinois versus Ohio State. Yeah, it, that is so puzzling to me. I don't understand where that's coming from. I yeah. mean, it it's, it's very, very confusing to me. I mean, I don't understand why they're doing it or... I don't what know. It means. I, I love these. The one just really throwing me off in uh, Ohio State at sixteen point seven seven. Twenty wow. years from now. How about that? Some extra sound effects there. Um, yeah. So I don't. I mean, I love these things because they uh, generate interesting conversations. But then some of them it just doesn't make sense. Like I, I it, this is either calculating some things with how many fans are on college. Uh, football reddit that's what they're saying or like some kind of a vote with it i mean because it says number of users on college football reddit so i so yeah it just must be the number of people on there which i guess maybe illinois has a ton but still it doesn't 
I mean, maybe Michigan doesn't have that many because I feel like if you're doing it by how many users are on there that you might have a higher number. But also having a uh, – whether it's a rivalry game is calculated into it. So I understand how that bumps Michigan State-Michigan into it. But then I don't understand how Michigan-Ohio State is just a top 15 game instead of a top 10 game because right. of how the game ended last year mm-hmm. and yep. – uh, everything else with that and the two coaches and it's a rivalry game, one of the biggest rivalry games. So it's just, I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The top, do you consider Georgia, Florida a rivalry? I, I don't. Oh, okay. No, I don't either. Well, you got, well, Tennessee and Georgia are in the what? Top 10, top 15, as far as games who they're playing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee playing uh, Alabama, and then you got Tennessee playing Florida. Yeah, um, so maybe there's just a lot more SS, SEC. This is users. very confusing. I mean, you're right. I'm actually kind of confused because when I'm looking at it, it reminds me of where I, I, all I am seems to be seeing is why they're doing it is it's because these are conference games. And then, like you said, there's a couple in here that they're not. Then why don't you have the Oklahoma and Ohio State game in there? That's pivotal. It's a pivotal out-of-conference game. Yeah, I mean, it's, but it's a big game. I mean, Michigan and Florida's not even on here. Yeah, that's a game. The um, the, if you're I, the conference, this makes sense. I I look, I get why these are big games, but I don't know. I'm kind of just kind of way off on this. The highest ranked rivalry game is Oklahoma Texas, which I can understand that maybe a little bit, but. I, neither of those programs, in my opinion, are probably going to be contending for a national title this year. Maybe Oklahoma, maybe, um, but they both do have new coaches, so that's kind of an interesting factor. But the uh, the thing that kind of surprised me is uh, for Michigan's list, which is short, you have the Ohio State Michigan game, and then they uh, which comes in at about uh, four wait fourteen on the list. And then right. at about 23 is Michigan, Michigan State. Right. I'm a little surprised that even Michigan versus Penn State or Michigan versus Wisconsin isn't higher on, uh, on that because both those teams are ranked higher than Michigan State. Michigan State is coming off such a bad year. Yep. So, and then actually, to be honest, looking at that, I'm kind of paying attention to that. It's a little surprising to see USC and Notre Dame in the t- wrap, wrapping up the top 10 because Notre Dame had a bad, bad year yet. Wow. Bad year last year. So, are people just expecting them to turn around? I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting. So, it's interesting. You got Tennessee playing Alabama at, I'm guess yeah, at, at Alabama. That's not really a big game to me. Georgia at Tennessee, that's a big game to me. Yeah. That's better that's a better game and a bigger game to me was pivotal for Tennessee and Georgia to know where they're gonna be leading these teams next year. But Tennessee, Alabama, it's not I mean, that's not really game. I mean, Alabama's loaded. Heck Louisville at NC State is a better game. Yeah. Louisville should have <laughs> lost that game last year. I remember that. Right. Exactly. And that's a great game. So. Yeah, so interesting list. We'll have it tweeted out there if you want to look at it, but maybe kind of on that conversation and everything, looking at some of these games, because um, Penn State, Ohio State is a big game. We know that. Uh, both battling for the East Division there. 
Uh, talked about Oklahoma and Texas could be interesting. Florida State, Miami, depending if Miami's kind of a rising star there. Uh, LSU, Alabama, interesting matchup. Moving along, moving along, moving along. A rivalry game, you never know what's going to happen. Alabama, Auburn could be interesting. I don't know about Pitt, Penn State. Um, but, but, but moving along. I am surprised. Yeah, surprised by Penn State, Michigan State, though, too, because that's not a rivalry game. So why is Michigan? Michigan State is on this list as much as Michigan (laughs) coming off of a three and nine season. I understand. Typical games, right, with Sparty. I know. Yeah. So I see Michigan at Penn State. That's a bigger game, way bigger game than the Penn State at Spartan State. Yeah, I mean, why isn't Michigan at Penn State? That's a pr- crucial game that Michigan's got to win. That's remember we we're talking about the schedule that Michigan has that we get past Florida, and we got you know not cakewalk games, but we got games we can should be we should be able to win. But then we got Penn State coming off right after Michigan State and that bye, so we get past Michigan State. We got Penn State. That'll be our biggest test at Penn State. That's a huge game for us. Yeah. And then you said you get this little stretch where we have a, what at the end of the year it starts getting tougher. So, okay. So, okay. I've got an interesting thing here that I kind of want to do then. I, I don't think we've, we discussed it a little bit, but I don't think we exactly did this. So I think we're in agreement um, that for, uh, for Michigan, Florida is a big game. Penn state is a big game. Wisconsin is a big game. OSU is a big game. So that's four. Is there another game that you would consider to be a really big game? Maybe Michigan state or air force. Mm. Pick, pick, uh, pick one of those and, uh, what you think might be a bigger game between those. Well, the one you just said, that's a big game. Michigan state or air force. Which one? Um, I say, I would say probably Air Force. Okay, just, so let's put it. You know, you got the triple option. It just always causes us threats, you know. And, you know, I know Jim Harbaugh's there, but, you know, I just want to see it. And it always causes problems. And I just don't, I just don't see Michigan State a good team this year. I just don't. I mean, yeah. they got some issues going on and. Okay, so let's do this real quick. Since we're on this, you know, kick of talking about the games and most interesting games and yada, yada, yada. Uh, uh, This is easily probably the top five most interesting games for Michigan this year. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of rounding out the end, maybe a little bit different. How would you rank them? Most interesting to least interesting. So we have Florida, Penn State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Air Force. Okay, actually, let let me pose this question. Do you want to do which one's the most interesting matchup? Like, what what game should you watch? Like, what's going to be a closer game? Or do you want to do what's the more important, most important games to win? Uh, I think that's yeah, too more in, interesting. I I think we've already done though what games we should be winning or should win. Okay, so, so uh, for those five. What are from most interesting matchups okay. to least interesting matchup? For Michigan? What, yeah. So, uh, a most interesting matchup. Um, to me, I'm going to go with the Florida game. Okay. So, 
I'm going to take that number one because of the very fact, and I know, you know, maybe Penn State's right there with it because the implications of, you know, us going there. And it's a big game, really big game. But uh, I think the Florida game is the most, I'd say, out of all the games that we're going to play this year, I know Ohio State's rivalry. I get that. I know Wisconsin's going to be tough. And I know Penn State. And I know Michigan State, I get that. My thing is with Florida, because the very fact is we don't know where we're going to get. We don't know what Michigan's going to look like. I think there's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of things on the on the news and on Twitter, on online, talking about the expectations of Michigan football this year. There are so many question marks that a lot of people are talking about. We've got Phil Steele saying Michigan's overrated. Uh, they, they should be way lower than than what Michigan people are saying. And then you get Michigan fans saying, we're going to be way better than you actually are giving us. So I think that game is pivotal is showing us how good we're going to be because Florida's ranked their ranked team. And I think that'll show what we're going to look like. And it'll show you how our quarterback's going to look. I mean, does Wilton Spate come out and do well? Is he, does, does it, if he does okay and he's not great you're going to hear people start talking about peters that's it's it's a big game it's a very big game and it just happens to be on a wedding (laughs) yeah of course go figure so okay sorry no i got your dig there that's all good so okay florida number one and then did i hear you right did you say penn state number two or yeah penn state number two okay and then keep going down the list so one two whoa on uh, two, uh, um, I'm going to say, well, I'm going to go with Ohio State at the end of the year. Okay. And then I'll say Wisconsin. And then the next one's going to kind of th- throw you off. I'm going to say, I think Minnesota is. Okay. And then I'm uh, going to go. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we can do top five or top six. We don't have to go through all of them. Well, and I was going to say Air Force. I'm not going to put, I'm not, I I just don't, I'm not going to even put Michigan State there in the top five. No, no, I'm just not. I just think, I think it's at Michigan. And I think that they have a lot of issues this year. They, you know, obviously going through a lot of issues in in the whole the program itself and i just and they lost some players and you know i i just don't see them doing that great against us so okay yeah i see those yeah i um i'm pretty close with you because i've got florida but then this is where we change because i'll say ohio state then penn state because i mean uh agreeing with you with florida with we have no idea going into that game really what's going on. We don't know who's the starting quarterback's going to be. We don't know the performance of the offensive line. Uh, we don't know how well the quarterback and the receivers are going to work together. The defense is a shell of itself from last year. So tons of questions. So definitely most interesting game. Um, mm-hmm. Normally you don't have such a bit or on a regular basis, we don't have such a big opponent to start off the season. Um, but yeah, so Florida game number one, I'm going with Ohio state number two, because two years, Michigan has lost to Ohio state under Jim Harbaugh. And you know, that bothers him. And you know, that even with the, with Ohio state having a ton of returning starters and Michigan having a lot of, uh, fresh bodies on the field, 
that that is not going to stop Jim Harbaugh from doing everything he can to try to take down Ohio State, especially because it's a home game. And also, you know, I mean, he just hates losing. And so to be losing the same coach two times in a row, I'm expecting something interesting with that one. And it needs to happen. I mean, I'm not saying this year it has to happen, but needs to happen. Right. With Penn State, um, it is interesting, but we did dominate them last year. Yeah, they were a little injured at the time. Uh, it will be at Penn State, probably a night game, probably wide out, so it'll be intense. Yep. But it's going to be intense. But and remember, this is the same team, same conditions at night, wide out, and they beat Ohio State. So yeah. last year, so that's where I'm a little bit going. Wow, you know what? We're going to have to have our A game. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. So then. <laughs> After that, then, would be the Wisconsin game because it's at Wisconsin. And to be honest, be off, the top, off the top of my head, I can't remember the last time we played at Wisconsin. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, okay. so it, uh, that will be That's interesting. A, that is a tough, tough venue right there, man. Just we're talking about the crowds. I mean, it, it's so – it's with Madison's probably one of the toughest venues to play at and win. Yeah, well, okay, and then you want to hear my fifth? I'm actually going to throw you kind of a curveball. I mean, I know Air Force is interesting, but um, keeping it in conference because, uh, I mean, obviously all of us want us to be able to win the Big Ten East and get to the Big Ten title game, which Michigan has never been to since it has been instituted. I'm going to throw in Indiana there because Indiana has always kept things close with Michigan. The game is going to be at Indiana. Uh, Mike Hart is the running backs coach now. Mm, interesting. Uh, even, even if Michigan and Ohio State took all their coaches. Yeah. So I, I even with that, Indiana has just been that lingering team that, you know, is just looking for that one opportunity for, uh, for Michigan to slip up. Because uh, how many years has it been now where I think that they've been right on the heels of Michigan? Actually, let me see if I can... Uh, scores. Let's see if it comes up. Uh, no, Michigan State, Michigan. Ah, it's not real. I was hoping they'd come up with a list, but um, are you picking Indiana because you know, you know, we might be coming off uh, emotional win against Michigan State. I mean, I, well, not so much. I mean, part part of it too is that it's before the Penn State game, though. Okay. So right. a little bit of a trap game there and everything. So it's um, it, it, Indiana is just that game that ha, uh, that team that has been really explosive. I mean, I know that there are definitely a lot of question marks with the whole coaching staff change and everything, but you know, yep. just with it being uh, the East Division and them always hanging tight with Michigan, I think that's big because uh, you look at. Um, Minnesota, well, Maryland's East, uh, Rutgers is East. I mean, not saying that Indiana is going to be in there competing for the East Division and everything, but just yeah. Anyways, I, I'm kind of putting Indiana there as a interesting game to be watching, but yeah, I I don't know, man. It's so many questions and anticipations always at this time of year. So it's getting close. It's getting close. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's getting close, but that's interesting. I mean, 
I think that's something we need probably need to tweet out to maybe our top five games, intriguing games from one to five and see what maybe some of the fans think and some of the people on there think and you know, might be interesting. Yeah, actually, if we do that, I think we should just put Michigan State on there because uh, for the fifth one, because I know that some people hold more weight with that. So I think we should put down, rank these games from most interesting or must-watched to least or whatever. Greatest to least on the must-watch list. And... um, and then see what people put between Florida, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Michigan State. It'll be really interesting to see. Yeah, it will. It will. It really will. So, with the, from the fans, I would kind of anticipate that Penn State might be at the bottom. <laughs> you might be right, even though I think that's a crucial game. I mean, yeah. I really do. I think it's in the middle of the year. Uh, it's right in the heart of the season where we're going to start figuring out what this team's doing and it's i think it's a big game i think it'll really show it'll be i think that's the game that's going to test us the most i mean it really will and i mean after the florida game that's where i'm where we're going back to the florida is our coming out party and seeing what we're going to be like right and then and state i think the most crucial coming up but yeah indiana is going to be really interesting to see so yeah, watch. It probably won't be anything. It'll probably be a blowout. But, hey, you know, I'll be okay with that. <laughs> Me so. too. All right. Well, um, I don't know if there's much else to say with that. Uh, did you have any other comments nope. kind of here before we decide to uh, close things out? Nope. I know uh, Rashawn Gary, I mean, dude's running at four, trying to get under, or he's at four-something, a little bit over four and running and, it's, the guy is beasting, man. It's going to be amazing to see him. He, it, it's like I said on Twitter, man. You know, I don't know. I'm going to put him in. You know, they do the breakout players for 2017. I'm like, I'm not putting him in my list because I think he already's there. Yeah, <laughs> so, he, he broke. He broke out in 2016. Yeah, I know. I just not. I you know what? You got guarantees in life. He's just a guarantee player. I think breakout players is like one of those terms where you you have a good feeling about or you just know or whatever yeah i just he's a kind of a guarantee and so i'm not even putting him there he's already broke out so yeah Yeah, that's that's a good way of saying it so all right we will go ahead and go here and uh get to uh some closing thoughts before we leave you off All right. Well, uh, I will try to tweet these out then, our lists here. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to wait. Well, people are going to listen to this. I might wait and then tweet it out later after we do maybe a poll or something or a question and get people's thought, uh, own thoughts on these. So, um, But uh, if anybody ever wants to contact us, uh, share some thoughts, uh, sh- have some questions. Uh, you can easily reach out to us. We're on Twitter every day, uh, except for when Craig does not have Wi-Fi. 
<laughs> and uh, you can find us at Blue Bros underscore and our name. So at B-L-U-E-B-R-O-S underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. Uh, email is easy as well. Blue Brothers Sportscast at gmail.com. And then finally, our favorite, because we can get your voice here on the show. If you call our voicemail, 551 258 Three two seven six. That is five five one blue bro, and you can leave a short voicemail, and we'll get you on. And actually, you know what? I'm kind of wondering. Maybe sometime we should get. Uh, I mean, I don't know how we would coordinate that. Maybe we should have it open where fans could call in when we're recording. That that might be kind of elaborate, but I'll see. That would be that would definitely be fun, though. So, uh, but something else uh, that I'm going to throw in here before we let you guys off is check out uh, a lot of you that know us know Rashawn Reeves and the Blueprint. But if you do not check out Rashawn Reeves and what he's doing with the Blueprint on YouTube and Facebook and uh, Eagle Eye Radio, and he's doing stuff with TV this year. So, a lot of great things going on with that. Uh, be paying attention to it. We will be assisting him with a few things here or there uh, mm-hmm. when we can. And uh, like I had mentioned, we're hoping to get down there and meet with him before the opening weekend for college football. So uh, be checking it out. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anywhere where you can reach him. But, I mean, if you look up Rashawn Reeves or Blueprint Show, you're going to be finding him on Twitter and uh, Facebook and everything like that. So, yeah, check him out and got a good thing going. So yeah, it is July? Well, now that's after midnight. It is July twelfth, and we will soon be closing out. We're almost halfway through and going to be closing out this month, the last month with no football, and then you get preseason and things like that going on with the NFL, and then the opening weekend not far after that. So. It's exciting. It's kind of dreadful because I know that means stuff for me with work too because that's our busy season and I feel like there's a thousand things I haven't done yet, but it's happening. Yeah. Good times coming up. Getting closer. So we're yeah. getting there, folks. We're getting there. Yeah. Do work. And that's what we are doing. We are doing work. So we uh, thank you guys for tuning in with us. We always appreciate you stopping by and uh, giving us a listen. Like we said, we love it when you guys reach out to us and share thoughts and opinions or go ahead and give us questions, especially during this time, because it's the solar part of the year. We are hoping that we will have some uh, interviews coming up. We'll see how that goes. Uh, It's going to be a little bit tricky as we're both having vacations here coming up. But uh, good things happening all around. I hope you guys have a good rest of the week and that the weekend comes quick and that we'll finish it off with Go Blue. 